Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Bravo Replay due to our very special guest, Micah from Bravo Should Be Fun. Welcome, Micah. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. How are you guys doing? It's Friday. How are you? It is Friday. It is Friday. So I am saying Friday. <laughs> I love it. It's it's one of those weeks where I asked my virtual assistant, aka Amazon, I don't want to wake her up right now, if Mercury was in retrograde. Because it's just one of those weeks. Have you had that experience? I mean, yes. This feels like the absolute longest week of my life, if I'm being honest. I don't know why, but yeah, totally. Insane. So because you're a first-time guest, we have three questions we ask every single guest, Micah. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, girl. I love it. Okay. <laughs> First question. What's your favorite franchise? Oh, Miami. Hands down, Miami. Okay. What about Miami do you love? Um, I love the colors. If I'm being honest, I love the aesthetic of it. Um, And everybody dresses so well. Well, not everybody, but... Most of the girls dress so well. It's like the opposite of Jersey, which I think is a very dark leopard print aesthetic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like um, they have the mob wife thing, you know, down (laughs) pat. So I was thinking about Jersey earlier this week. It's time for some new mob wives. It's too bad Big Ange is dead because she would be the perfect Jersey housewife. (laughs) You know, I never actually watched the show Mob Wives, but. It sounds like it was amazing. I think you can get it on streaming somewhere. So once you're finally caught up with your Bravo, which is like never because Bravo's never ending, go to Mob Wives. Yes, ma'am. I'll put it on the list. Don't you worry. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Now, I think this is the hardest one. Who is your favorite Bravo celebrity? Oh my God. That's so hard. Um. Okay. Can I have two? Of course. Okay, good. Okay. So the aspirational one is definitely Nicole from Miami. Okay. And then... The other one I just can't help but love is also from Miami, Adriana, because she just stirs up so much shit. The way she does it is just so ridiculous and can't be like, I just can't help but love her. It sounds like you've got a devil and an angel on your shoulder and they're both Miami housewives. I really do. <laughs> Who wins out more for you, the devil or the angel? Mm, depends on my mood, I guess. So I'm going to come clean. I don't really watch Miami. It's my next to do because I've been told it's delicious in camp. I mean, it's the best one. Well, excuse me. Salt Lake City exists in this franchise world. Oh, this was a really great season of Salt Lake. You've got a very valid point there. The rumors and nasty. the nastiness. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a girls trip with the Miami and the Salt Lake City girls and not Heather because I'm sick of her. Like a like Meredith. Give me Meredith with some weirdos, right? All day. She would fit in just fine. Okay, you've got your homework mob wives. I have my homework Miami. And again, apologies to any listeners because that's embarrassing. I haven't seen it. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for being honest. I'm not going to lie. There were many years of the OC that I also missed. So, Oh, I'm screwed with today's topic, but I don't want to steal Matias Thunder. So I'm going to ask you the <laughs> last question. Perfect. What would your real housewives tagline be? Oh, God, that's a really tough one. Oh man, I wish I was creative. Where's Alex when I need her from my podcast? I am not creative like that on the spot. Let me think about it. And then can I get back to you on it? So I'm just spitballing. I just met you, but I'm thinking that (laughs) something like I may not be born in Miami, but it's in my blood. Ooh, yes. That's a good one. I'll take it. What a talent to have coming up with stuff like that on the spot. That's, that's great. Bravo. I will tell you, (laughs) I never got detention in high school ever. I could (laughs) Always come up with a plausible excuse. Always. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a great hidden talent. Good for you. Thank you. Okay. What's your hidden talent? Oh man. I, I could play the oboe in high school, I guess. 20 years ago. You never got detention to begin with if you were an oboe kid. <laughs> oh, we were some bad bitches. Let me tell you. What did you do? Nothing. I never really got detention. I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, Mattia, why don't you introduce uh, the topic of what we're going to talk about today? Yes, we are going back to the OG Housewives where it all began, uh, the genesis of all of it. We are doing Real Housewives of Orange County Past Housewives. So this is of the Housewives Past. That is what all of the questions will be based around on today's topic. I love it. I love it. Okay. Is there anything in Bravo Universe we want to talk about before we get into it? Because I am almost caught up in Summer House. Basically, this is my way of introducing Summer House again because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, so good. What do we expect is going to happen on the next season? I mean, obviously the breakup. Are you on a team already? Are you team Carl or team Lindsay? All right. So this one's tough for me because I was team Lindsay all the way because I just like, you know, I can relate to the crazy bitches of, of the world. You know what I mean? I love them. I had, just have too much heart for them. Chance after chance, they get they get them all. But I actually got to tailgate with Carl when he came into Buffalo for a Bills game. So I'm pulling a switcheroo. No, Micah, you've fallen into the Carl trap. I fell into it, y'all. He is tall and kind of dreamy. I mean, I get like on this show, I feel like he looks very clean cut and like, I don't know how to put it, but serious maybe, but no. He's a smoke show for sure. Okay. Have you ever met Austin? Because I've heard Austin in person is like heart eye emojis. No, but, and I won't say who or how, I am friends with one of his family members. And so this person is also tall and very dreamy and you cannot help but love him. Like you just cannot help it. I wonder if somebody in his family fucked a leprechaun at some point and (laughs) Oh, they're so magical because it's like... They're magically, magically delicious. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. My dirty secret is Jax. Jax Taylor. Yeah, I see it. And Schwartz. Like, I see it. I don't see Carl in Austin at all. Like, at all. I bet in person you would see it. I was kind of with you. You, I would see it. But yeah, I see it with Jax too. Maybe not Schwartz, but I see it with Jax and that's, that's my secret shame. See, but... I think secretly finding Jack sexually attractive is everybody's dirty Bravo secret. I don't think we're in the minority here. Oh, thank God. Right? He's a handsome guy. It doesn't mean we have to like his personality, but he's still pretty. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Mattia? I know you're married, but would you bone Jack's if given the chance in an alternate universe? Zero percent. <laughs> the second I saw him, I was like, I can tell he has poor hygiene I'm 0% interested. Schwartz, I think, looks unevolved. I think he looks like he's kind of lower down the the human chain. Austin is Muppet Mouth. Whoever coined him as that deserves a million dollars because that was brilliant. Because I I couldn't articulate what was wrong with his mouth. And then when they said Muppet Mouth, I was like, that's it? Madison LaCroix. You can thank her for that one. Madison, give her millions. Or she could have stolen online, which I wouldn't put it past her. I'm sure she read a comment and was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to say that. Right. (laughs) Who is your dirty secret Bravo guy, Matia? You have to. I don't have any dirty secret. I quite openly are attracted to any (laughs) of them. And it used to be Mo, uh, Kyle's husband, but not at all right now. No. But I very openly am attracted to Evan, Jackie's husband, on New Jersey. 
Okay. Oh yeah. Yes he's, he's a Delph for sure. For sure. And I'm very openly attracted to Wendy's husband, Happy Eddie on Potomac. Me too. Oh, I am so attracted to this man. He is such a great father. He's a great husband. Those are my men that I would pick on Bravo. And I think Craig is attractive. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if like I would like want to maybe just hook up with him once, I think is what I would do. It would be like a one time thing. But like Eddie and Evan, I'm marrying them. That's the problem. So you don't have any of them. There's like, well, it's 2 a.m. The bar is closing. Let's do this. It'd be Craig. Oh, that would be my. Yeah, because I'm just I'm so adverse to all of the other ones. I think they're so Sandoval. No, I'm going to come clean. Sandoval, pre-Scandoval and that horrible, long, like awful blonde like thing he was doing for a while, like season one and two. I absolutely would. Absolutely. I was into him. Yeah, thank Maybe you. Season one and two, I feel like just earlier, but definitely not now. Yeah. And what do you guys think about Harry Dubin? What a catch, huh? No, <laughs> I would. I would just never. It would be like if it's Harry Dubin or you're alone the rest of your life. I'd be like, I guess I'm going to be alone forever because like <laughs> Harry Dubin looks diseased. I just had to say it to see the reaction on your faces, and it was <laughs> completely worth it. Perfect. I'm going to be honest. Sober Kate and Drunk Kate are two completely different people. Neither of us have a problem saying no, but Drunk Kate just can't come up with a reason to. So. Hey, no, nobody can blame you for that. I'm pretty sure we've all been there. Definitely. Harry could probably get me at least like not all the way, but I would probably give him an hour at the bar just listening to him talk like an idiot. Oh, I do that for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's basically what Ramona did. And then she made out with him. I'm married, so I wouldn't. But if I wasn't, maybe, I don't know, maybe it could happen. Who knows? All right. Well, speaking of disastrous husbands, there have been a lot in the OC. So our topic today, the Real Housewives of Orange County Housewives Pass. So how it's going to work is I'm going to say the question twice. So you guys have time to think about it. Micah, of course, guests go first. So you're going to answer first. Kate has a whiteboard. So she's going to write down her answer. And then you guys will share the answers. And I will let you know if you get it correct or not. At the end, I will total up all of the points. For all of you listening, please play along with us. I love when you guys DM us and tell us which ones you got right, which questions you thought were hard, which questions you thought were fun. So please DM us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Uh, We love to hear your guys' scores. Uh, Are you guys ready to get going? Ready as I'll ever be. Girl, I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) All right. For the first question, we are going to season one of OC. Season one, where it all began. Okay. Oh boy. All right. For one point, how old was Joe De La Rosa during season one of the OC? For one point, how old was Joe De La Rosa during season one of the OC? Oh my God. Why? This is so hard. Um, She was young. We can work together. We don't have to be at odds. Okay. Oh, thank God. I, I want to say like 32 but she may have been a lot younger i put 27 i think she was like 27 28 because her whole thing was i'm the baby right i want to say 28 okay i put 27 so i do think 28 because 27 club we would have recognized it more so i'm gonna write 28 too all boats rise with the tide so we either go down together we sink or swim together baby let's do it i know okay (laughs) matia that's her answer the correct answer is she was 23 when they started 
filming. That is too young. That's too, I, what? That is way young. Oh my God. Jarring. Wait, was that Slade? She was with Slade. How old was Slade? She was with Slade Smiley. I looked it up and Slade, I had to do the math because there wasn't a lot online. So I subtracted from the date that it aired. So he was either 33 or 34 uh, during this time. And she was 23, which I vaguely remember it being a plot point that he was 10 years her senior. Yeah, I remember him being the older one for sure. But, you know, now 34 seems so young to me now. I know. I don't know. What I'm having trouble with is that I'm older than him than he was now. And I remember thinking, like, you look middle-aged, man. I know. (laughs) I feel like the beauty treatments and everything that's offered now is getting, it's just getting better and better. So we all look 23. I agree. And no one can tell me (laughs) otherwise. Okay. Exactly. Do you remember the whole storyline too of like he really wanted her to be this kind of Susie homemaker wife? And now as I look back as an adult, I'm like, she's a child still. Like if you asked me that now, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm 30. Like I can't, I'm a baby. I'm a child bride. Like I can't be doing that. And like, she was, she was very young. She was so young. And wasn't she the uh, OG of singing careers? She tried yes. to sing or something. That is correct. She is the OG that tried to start a sing, which was really smart marketing at that time. She is now married to someone else. I checked on her. She's doing great. She looks great. How old is he? Is he age appropriate? Yes. Yep. Same age. Joe. Good for her, man. You know, she should come back. I wouldn't mind seeing Joe again. She did look great. Did you guys watch the Bravos at all? She oh, came yeah. out. Yeah, she looks great presenting to Vicky and everything for the OG award or whatever that was. So I thought Jill looked pretty good. She looked good that I just, yeah. I was at the bar every night at 23, out till 2 a.m., up for my job by seven and fresh as a daisy. Yep, exactly. I could not imagine if someone was like, I need you to stop going out and be a homemaker at 23. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, absolutely not. I'd be like, you're insane. I'm a child. Like, no. Exactly. I feel the opposite. If my husband suddenly came to me and was like, listen, I need you to stop, you know, taking care of the kids and and the house or whatever. And you're going to have to go out and like be a bartender or something. I'd be like, you've lost your goddamn mind. Like you can't make me leave my house. I'm not leaving. I feel this in my bones, but I've been going out every night for like the past few weeks and I hate myself right now. So I get it. Girl, good for you. I'm impressed. That's great. I hate my life. I agree, Micah. There, there does become a time and it happens, I think overnight where you shift from all of a sudden, like wanting to go all out all the night and then sometimes I don't know what it is but like a little fairy comes in your bedroom and they tell you like you're actually gonna hate this you're right because now if it was like you need to go out all the time I would cry I'd be like I can't every single night it's when you get more money Mattia and you don't live in a shitty studio apartment and your home is actually nice and your furniture aren't cardboard boxes <laughs> you may be onto something there you just yeah. might be you hobbit it up and then you want to stay home. Hobbits and leprechauns. I love it. Yeah, And fairies. It's a magical episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for our next question, this is one of my favorite questions that I've ever written. For two points, what former OC housewife was served eviction papers on national television For two points, what former OC housewife was served eviction papers on national television? Oh my God. I know this person. She was like kind of a hippie. I I don't know if I know her name, but if I recall correctly, they actually served into her daughters. 
Oh yeah. Right? Would you like to phone a friend, AKA me? And I'll give you a hint. Sure. I'm, what's the first letter of her first name? L. L. Linda? No. 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 Think about it. Lisa? Mm, you're colder. Oh man. Lin Lindsay? <laughs> Think of every white woman's middle name is either Elizabeth or- Oh my God. Yes. Lynn. Of course. How could I for have forgotten Lynn? Yeah. With the cuffs. Oh yeah. Isn't it Lynn Curtin if we're going for extra credit? Oh yeah. That's good. You were correct. You guys are both getting the points. It is God. Lynn Curtin. She was served because she had no idea that her husband had not been paying the mortgage for months and months. Oh and my God. he was completely just dumbfounded. But she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, oh, by the way, we don't have any money. And she divorced him right after that. I probably would as well. Good for her. So last episode, we talked about the smartest housewives and Phaedra's on there. Lynn is on the opposite side, but she's my favorite type of dumb person because she doesn't get mad that she's dumb. She just accepts it. And right. life is just happy for her, except when her husband does that. But I'm sure she's fine now. I really hope so. Because yeah, I, especially when you're when they're dumb and then they have like bad intentions, that's actually my least favorite kind of dumb. But she Agreed. was just- she was just kind of airy. I won't say like airhead, even though I just kind of did, but she was just kind of there and sweet. And yeah. She was like a woodland creature who got a wish from a fairy and was, I want to be a real girl. So she was, was magically born. We're just, we're doubling down on the magic theme, you guys. She was magically born a whole woman overnight. And that's who Lynn is. And I love her. Ah, she's the Pinocchio of the Real Housewives. She is. Yeah. Oh my God. If only she had had Jesus jugs to lead her to the path of righteousness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's doing great. You guys, her cuff God. business is still in business. You can purchase her cuffs present day. And I have checked the website. It is a legitimate business. So feel free to buy those cuffs and really support Lynn and her two daughters. I didn't see that one coming. All right. Yeah. Nope. Still, still <laughs> Good for her. So no Lisa Barlow is what you're saying. She's no Lisa Barlow with her tequila. I didn't say it, Kate. You did, but I agree with you. <laughs> okay. For our next question for one point, what former OC housewife got naked wasted in season four? For one point, what former OC housewife got naked wasted in season four? Mm, who was it? It was Gretchen. That's an easy one. Well, I didn't have time to write it down, but I'm just going to write Gretchen. You didn't know? I'm not an OC girly. I watched the Gretchen season because that's when the guy's dying. And I've talked about this before, but my tinfoil hat theory at the internet back in 2008 was that guy, I think his name was Jeff. His daughter was a contestant on Rock of Love season three bus and she left because her dad was dying. Stop it. This is a completely unfounded rumor. I refuse to Google now in the year of 2024. But in 2008, when the internet was not as like what it is now, that was the rumor. And by rumor, I mean, at the bar we worked at, we were convinced that was true. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? They're all out in California. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I could see that happening for sure. It's Bravo replay lore. Nobody ever correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you both got it right. So you both got the point. It was Gretchen Rossi where she goes, Tamra, at the table. And I was watching this as a middle schooler. And I was like, I don't completely understand the dynamics of this situation, but it is making me uncomfortable. And I watched it back now as an adult. And 
Tamara goes up to Vicky and whispers in her ear, let's get Gretchen wasted on TV so she makes a fool out of herself. And specifically cheats on Jeff with her son, Ryan, which is also weird and creepy. So creepy. They keep them mic'd in the bathroom when they're like making out. It is so seedy to listen to and to watch. I recommend everyone goes back and watches that episode because I do not think they would be able to air that today. Oh, no, because it was essentially a date rape. No, I don't think they never actually went for it. Right. I hope not. Yikes. (laughs) I remember watching the season live and it is just a high that I will never get again. But speaking of Gretchen, where did Tamara accuse Gretchen of going instead of being with her dying boyfriend, Jeff? Where did Tamara accuse Gretchen of going instead of being with her dying boyfriend, Jeff, for two points? I don't know the name of the lake, but it was the lake. And I want to say maybe Tahoe. Oh, no. What is Arrowhead? Is it Arrowhead? It's a lake. That sounds right. It's definitely a lake. Yeah. I thought it was Arrowhead. Because Tahoe is, like, so far. It's far, right? Yeah. But Arrowhead is, like, closer, I think. Tahoe is the only one I know, so. You guys are breaking my heart because this is such (laughs) a famous moment and a famous quote where Tamara goes. It's actually a gif where she goes, did you go to Bass Lake? Bass Lake. Did you go to Bass Lake? Whenever I hear the word lake, I hear that sound bite in my brain of Tamara going, did you go to Bass Lake? So I will give you guys one point because you knew it was a lake. Okay, we'll take Uh, it. But it is Bass Lake. That is a fantastic episode. And for anyone wondering, Gretchen did go to Bass Lake while her boyfriend Jeff was dying of cancer. Okay, but can we talk about that for a second? Because Jeff was basically like as old as her father. Being a caretaker is exhausting. And she was 27. Right. That was uh, definitely very Anna Nicole of her. But I'm not going to fault the chick for taking a day off. No. And it's like Tamara was gunning for her too. Gunning. So I'm not a Gretchen apologist by any means because she got with Slade. But come on. Yeah, I mean, she was very young and she does admit as years went by in interviews and things that like it was kind of an agreement that her and Jeff had, like a lot of relationships where there's a a large age gap and a lot of money and an imbalance of power where Jeff was kind of like, hey, I'm dying. I would like this hot blonde to take care of me. I'll give you money. And she was like, fine. You know, that was kind of the agreement. Like, come on. Well, then it's a symbiotic relationship. Everything's fine. I agree. It's like Tom Girardi and Erica. I mean, that was just like a business partnership, essentially. And I'm sorry, if you're in your 60s and you're screwing around with a 24-year-old, like, you get what you get. She stayed with him till the end anyway. Like, like, what do you want from this gold digger? You know exactly what she's there for. There's absolutely no chance in hell that she is actually attracted to you or anything but what's in your wallet. Oh. So, and he knows. Sounds good. Sounds like a great situation for them both. A hundred percent. Calm down, Tamara. Like, come on. She was jealous. She was jealous because she was with shitty Simon. And she was jealous because Gretchen was hot and rich. And she hated Simon. I think you're right. Well, to be fair, we all hated Simon. So Monster. When she asked him for a divorce on national TV, I remember I audibly gasped. I was like, oh my God. Like, she's in the limo. She's like, in the back of the limo. Yes. I want a divorce. And I was yeah. just like, good, leave his ass. You know, again, I'm like 11 years old. I'm like, leave his ass. Like, you should. He's abusive. Like, what do I know? I've had like two boyfriends. Like, what do I know? Wait, you had two boyfriends at 11? 
course, Johnny in fifth grade, and then Jared in sixth and seventh. Oh, oh man. Look at you. <laughs> like, what is a boyfriend at that time? You just say hi to them at school? Like, nothing happens. Right. You were the Gretchen of the fourth grade. Was he, boy? Was he a sixth grade boy? Was he a senior in high school? <laughs> he was 42. He was 42. <laughs> he was your parents' accountant. It was fine. He's fine. He's my next door neighbor. He's married with kids. It was fine. <laughs> Hopefully he at least paid you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, they, they should have paid me. But no, it was just boys my age that like, you know. He said hi to them in the hallway and you were like, that's my boyfriend. And then you like never saw him again. Technically, I'm still dating them. I don't think we ever did that. So <laughs> you never got the note, like the note passed, oh. like we're done <laughs> or whatever. I didn't. So I, I think I'm still with them. Oh, um, I don't know how to oh. tell my husband that, but yeah. Do, yeah. do you tell him that or should you just wait till after we're done recording? I'm going to keep my side pieces, you know, what doesn't know won't hurt them. Absolutely. I'm with you. Love that. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll move away from Gretchen, but for two points, what former OC housewife got a nose job on camera? For two points, what former OC housewife got a nose job on camera? I have no idea. You know, I remember seeing the nose job because I was like, oh, dear God, like that looks intense. Um, Do you know? I don't know. I put Jesus jugs, but I remember Kim getting her nose job on Beverly Hills with a different franchise because I was horrified. Oh. It broke the bone. I'm like, why are you yeah. showing that, Andy? Like, why? Yeah. I do not like it when Bravo does medical stuff. Do you remember how disgusting Kristen's toenail was on Girls Trip New York? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I think that was, uh, everybody was so bothered by the toenail. The toenail did not bother me. What? Yeah, I was like, ew, but. I wasn't like appalled or so grossed out. I couldn't watch it. You know, I think everybody got like the ickies from it, but I was fine. I think that's because you're a mom. Probably. Yeah. Parents are like battle hardened, like soldiers with weird body stuff. <laughs> exactly. That's gotta be it. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's just go with Jesus jogs. I don't know. You are both correct. It is Alexis Bellino. She has High a five. deviated septum and she gets a nose job on tv and i actually i miss when they used to show all of their plastic surgery because now it's just they come back a new season with a new face and a new body and you're like who is this brand new face new face who dis it's so weird like you know i liked when they were open about it and were like hey i'm getting this done like and alexa said she had a deviated septum which i also have and i would love a nose job too oh but they're expensive and they're scary (laughs) they're really scary would insurance cover that for you or no yes so they will cover rhinoplasty that's only for medical reasons so to like to help the breathing but they won't help it cosmetically so you can do a rhinoplasty without really changing your nose and just helping your breathing function but a lot of people are like well while you're in there you might as well make it cuter which is what i want yeah but that would be like an extra like you know ten thousand dollars oh no way they're not even ten thousand dollars to start with i think you'd be good because listen anesthesia would be covered because it's a medical thing. And also the staff and everything, I bet it wouldn't be as much as you think. I think it would be in the thousands range, but I think that you'd be surprised. 
I would love that because when I Google it, they say that it's 10 grand and I'm like, I can't do that. How are all these people affording it? I'm going to tell you this. I have a big nose. It actually saved my life. I fell in a construction zone. This thing saved me. Thank God for my big nose. But more to the point, (laughs) I got wasted one night, went to a plastic surgeon's website where you can upload a photo and tweak it. And Mm -hmm. I saw like what I thought, like I made my perfect nose and I looked at my face and I'm like, this is only incrementally better. Why would I change the face I was given? Right. If you like your face, don't mess with it. Don't mess with it because you can't ever go back and everybody hates their nose and everybody in Hollywood has the same cookie cutter nose now. And I think what makes people's faces are like the imperfections and not the symmetry and having, you know, a life-saving nose. Exactly. A life-saving nose. Yeah. Don't get the cookie cutter look. Like Naomi from Summer House, I thought she was gorgeous before. She was really Southern cute. Charm. You mean? Yes. Southern Charm. Southern, Southern Charm. Charm. Yeah. And now she just looks like every other Instagram filter face out there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'll do, I'll get whatever plastic surgery. I really don't care, but <laughs> I definitely don't want to look like everybody else. No, I feel like I'm okay with uh, the types of stuff that enhances your features, but yeah, I would not go in and be like, see that, see all these pictures of the same person when it's yeah. actually a hundred different people that all look the same. Like that's not my, it's not my jam. I've established I'm weird. So I think about in all of human history, I'm sure I have the exact same face as somebody. And if I change my nose, then that's not true anymore. So if I meet my doppelganger in the afterlife, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> Your nose job. Right? And they'll be like, <laughs> I thought it was fine in 1600 France when I was a scullery maid. What makes you special? Or yeah, maybe she was the hottest scullery maid there was. Maybe you would insult her. Exactly. And what if she was the king's scullery maid and she was still quite proud of that? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how that that's going to go for sure. Oh, yeah. The truth is I'm chicken shit and I probably won't do it because I'll be scared. But yeah, I remember watching it. She had a deviated septum. I thought hers looked great. This was back when I feel like they weren't trying to make everyone look the same. Like, I think they did right. a really good job at making her nose still look like her nose, just like a little slimmer. And they did show, like, they did fix the deviated septum. And it is annoying. Like, it can be painful and sometimes it's hard to breathe out of. And, like, it isn't fun. So I get why she wanted to do it. Uh, but you guys got the double points, both of you. Yay. Yay. Dream teaming. I love All that. Right. Next question for one point. What former OC housewife was given the title of the 100th housewife? For one point, what former OC housewife was given the title of the 100th housewife? She didn't last. She was a chick from another country. One season, long brown hair, very beautiful. I have no idea what her name was. I liked her though. I liked her, but she was a one season wonder. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Did it start with an R, a J, an S, a T? All right, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what about A or B? So you described her correctly. You know who it is. Yes. It is Peggy. Peggy. Oh, Peggy. Yes. She was Ugh. the 100th housewife. Her husband owned a car business. Right, like limos or something, right? Yes. Peggy S, right? Like Suleiman. Correct. Sulahan, I believe is how you pronounce it. Damn. She was crowned the 100th housewife. And this was a few years ago. 
So that means we've had over a hundred housewives for quite a few years. That's wild. That's wonderful. What a rich history, you know, of Bravo. (laughs) It's beautiful. If anyone remembers the moment when Megan King Edmonds was talking, Peggy goes up and pinches her lips with her fingers. Yes. Yes. That is the 100th housewife. And I think her husband, I think it was, I think we had a guest on, I think it might have been Jacqueline from uh, Just One Drink, who said that he's a very famous, like, LA billboard guy and he's everywhere. Really? I think so. I could be making that up and she's going to message us and be like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, a limo, I, I bet you could get a bunch of billboards for that business. It's probably a good idea. I mean, if not, Peggy, tell your husband that you heard it from Micah at Bravo Should Be Fun <laughs> podcast and you need to tag her and maybe pay her for the idea. I'm practically a marketing genius. So. <laughs> and I love that. Thank you so much. So yes, no points for that one. It is Peggy. I did check on her. She's doing great. Her one daughter just got accepted to law school. So she is thriving. Yay. Are you guys ready for our last question? Yes. I think so. For one point, our last question. How many children does Bronwyn have? For one point, how many children does Bronwyn have? Seven. Okay, I wrote seven because we're helping each other. And I said six, and then she's like, no, girl, seven. So yeah, seven. seven. That is correct. She Woo! has seven children with her ex-husband who always wore that silly necklace. Yep. Too many children for your body to pop out. It's like, do you remember the Duggars? At a certain point, they all had the same iteration of the face. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just keep popping out twins, you know, in just different time periods. Like, I've had two. Two and through. That's enough. At the middle of five, at a certain point, you simply cannot raise all those children and the elders have to raise the the littles. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing that with my daughter. Certainly, I'm parentifying the hell out of her. Uh, She has to raise the younger one so I can watch Bravo. (laughs) Thank you for admitting that. Thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate As the eldest child, I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Sorry about you being the oldest. I was the youngest, so I don't know what it's like. you honestly you just healed all of my childhood trauma oh well you're welcome maybe you can talk to my oldest daughter someday about her trauma she'll be fine (laughs) they'll they'll make it through they'll be okay but yes you guys got it correct that is one point uh with Bronwyn I've actually seen Bronwyn out in the wilds oh my god tell us everything where Laguna Beach I was of course vacationing at and we were on the beach and jokingly I was like wouldn't it be funny if we saw a housewife like we're not gonna and I kid you not three minutes she walked by with her and her girlfriend her now wife and they were like arm in arm and I like locked eyes with her and I was like that's Bronwyn (laughs) to confirm I went to her Instagram and I checked and she'd been posting stories in that exact same outfit showing that she was in Laguna Beach So I was like, I'm not crazy. Like that was her. And it was just like, I mean, I was on vacation, but she was just chilling the middle day, like Tuesday at 1 PM was just walking around the beach, not worrying about getting money for these poor seven kids. (laughs) I was vibing. I was like, are you like, I'd be so busy. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not worried about even taking any of the seven children to the beach. They were with their dad. Isn't he at work? They were with the nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's well, good enough. I have your guys' point totals. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm so ready. You both got seven points out of 10. 
Damn. Yay. I was not expecting that. This is not my franchise. I mean, I don't know anything about like the past housewives. It's been a long time, a long, rich history in the OC. The OC as a franchise strikes me most as that. Can I speak to a manager group of people ever? ever. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yes, very much so. And I like my housewives wackier, like Sutton, love Sutton. Oh, love she's my you. favorite. Yeah. Amazing. Like she's just wacky, you know? Oh, absolutely. You're going to like, you're going to like Miami. You'll like Miami. They're wacky. I love wacky. Yeah. They're just like, they don't take themselves super duper serious, but the lifestyle of porn is like not to be missed. Oh, because some of the lifestyle, especially the OC, it's just like, I don't envy your gross McMansion that you've decorated from home goods. I'm sorry, Vicky, you know? I mean, for real, if I wanted to see that, I could just look around my own house. <laughs> but without the McMansion part, you know what I mean? The OC girls don't know how to dress, don't know how to decorate. All they do is just like fight, but it's not like a fun fight. It's not like oh, I didn't have a bathtub on the girls trip fight. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to get like you too drunk and there's going to be some sexual assault going on in this party. And like, that's not fun. No, no, it's not fun. That's not fun. Bravo should be fun. I oh, love brilliant that. plug. Brilliant plug. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of Bravo should be fun. Where can people follow you? Where can people engage with you? On the gram, of course, follow us on Instagram at Bravo should be fun podcast. I love that. I love you. So we talked about this the last time when your co-host was on. Everybody takes Bravo so seriously. So for you guys to have this, no, this should be fun. It's not that serious. Stop being weirdos, guys. I, I just love that. Yeah. Well, sometimes I get a little like too deep in the rabbit hole. And I've told the girls, I'm like, stop me. When it starts getting redundant and too serious, I'm like, just shut it down. They're like, Mm-mm, no, we want to hear where this goes. <laughs> So it's not all fun and games, but you guys just hit a little 30 second fast forward and it'll be fine. So what is your darkest theory on Bravo when you, when Bravo's being less fun on the podcast? Oh man. Okay. So on the recent episode, I went off on like a tangent, like twice about Tom Sandoval weaponizing his sad emotions. Not, not the, you know, super dark suicidal stuff, but just when he was talking to Lisa or talks to anybody, really, he starts getting really angry and upset and louder. And I think he uses his emotions to shut everybody else down. That's just one of them. We're nodding along. <laughs> I agree with you. I think about this a lot, that how anger is basically the only socially acceptable uh, emotion for men to show. Yes. It's their go-to to everything. And then it's, if I get louder, then you go away and it's like we're all conditioned to be like oh no a white guy's mad we better bend down to him type of thing right yes that is so spot on true I didn't even think about that I mean I've thought about anger being the only emotion men are basically allowed to have but yeah for sure you're right and that's why I like some of our bravo people because bravo boys because they show different emotions they're not great but at least they have something in their limited arsenal Absolutely. That's what makes Craig so dreamy to me. Like, I'll take a man who can open up any day. Love it. But I think so. My theory about Craig is not to go too in the weeds here is that he gets a good at it because of Whitney. Because if you see Craig on Summer House, he is a raging asshole. 
And it's not the Craig we know from Southern Charm. I don't remember him being an asshole. I need to go back and rewatch. He is. He, he starts screaming about Lindsay. And on Winter House, he's even worse. Where he's like, here's $20. We're taking this room. Oh, my God. That's right. Although I did like when he acted like Godzilla and walked on the table, like crushing glasses and stuff. <laughs> and like was punching out a pinata. That to me brought me right back to like frat boy days back in like college. I thought it was hysterical. A lot of people were appalled by that behavior, but I'm like, Hey, give me more of that. <laughs> That's funny. Mattia, I saw the light go on in your eyes and we were just talking about that. I you... saw that too. Right? Yeah. I thought about it and I don't really remember him being an asshole in summer house, but I I'd have to rewatch that season. Like Mike, I was saying again, I remember him. Yeah. Like he was yelling about, but I, I don't remember the exact conflict but i agree i think one of my favorite bravo quotes ever is from craig where he goes what's wrong with my sewing oh, because it's such oh, a I know. quote of like a man just saying like well what is wrong with my sewing like this is a hobby that i really enjoy which now he's made a lot of money off of nothing's wrong with his sewing i almost bought one of his pillows but they're a little pricey so i wasn't yeah. ready to commit to buying two you know you have to get two you can't just get two one so I will say, I listen, I was team Naomi the entire time because what was wrong with his sewing is that he was doing it like for 20 minutes a day and not getting a real job. If he had treated sewing, I am a no, Naomi apologist. If he had treated sewing like it was his job and he was serious about it, he had like a business plan and it wasn't just like his clip art, like Pat, this isn't good enough pillow type of thing. She would have respected it. She just needed him to pick a lane and try to make something of himself. I agree with you. But also I think that Craig has like really bad, like ADHD, right? He's talked about that. And you tend to like hyper-focus on, on something for like long periods of time. So I think he did kind of treat it like a job, but without any of the business part. And that would drive her nuts. It just felt like a waste of time to her. I mean, now it's an empire. So right. He did kind of do what he said he was going to do. So but would it be an empire without Bravo? Because I think that's no. the dirty secret. No, it would not. But I really appreciate him being honest and open about liking sewing, which is seen as seen as more of like a woman or queer hobby or profession. So I love that about him. And I agree his emotional vulnerability his openness of like, he likes to paint his nails. He likes to, you know, get all dolled up. Like there is something very attractive about that type of man, as opposed to someone like Shep who hasn't brushed his teeth in the past 25 years. Right. I agree with you. We're like, Craig is very attractive because of that. Ugh. His emotional growth is like kind of insane to watch this past season. I'm like, wait a second. What happened? Like, why is Craig the adult? Why is he the the adult in the room like that's crazy my theory is Paige has coached him because Paige is very savvy sure. very aware she's the one who's like you should lean into conspiracy theories it's fun and light and we'll get you more airtime <laughs> probably I'm convinced oh absolutely so speaking of airtime and going back to dysfunctional family dynamics we're going to move on to my favorite and the final section of the show which is look who's talking trash it's where I go find something crazy a Bravo celebrity is doing off show. And this takes the cake. And I'm really, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys know about this, but Monica Garcia, our favorite one and done housewife for now, who's on pause, her mom yesterday posted <laughs> to Twitter for sale. Monica Garcia's Range Rover as seen on hashtag RHOSLC 2017, 159,000 miles, $41,000. 
She had it wrapped with a gorgeous rusty gold color after shooting. I can post a photo tomorrow. Only serious buyers, please. No delivery. Pick up only. DM me. What do you guys think? I think that the faces you make when you're reading off uh, that whole thing was just perfection. Thank you for that. I have a visceral reaction to Linda. She's and awful. Mama Joyce is also a, a Bravo stage mom, right? Like, and I think mom, Mama Joyce is far more upset Candy is leaving than her. But like, Mama Joyce is the good version of the Bravo stage mom. And I feel like Linda Darnell is the exact opposite. Like, she's just awful. Yeah, she doesn't even understand how awful she really is. She's the worst kind of narcissist. My favorite exchange was when Monica goes, did you just call me a fucker? And Linda goes, no, I called you a motherfucker with no self-awareness. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, so what are you going to get? Like reading off this menu, like nothing happened. Crazy. Matia, you're making faces. If she treats her that way and speaks to her daughter that way on national television, that means it is only worse behind closed doors. If she feels that comfortable to do that, she is doing 10 times worse behind the camera. I don't know if I agree with that. I think she is who she is. She's just a piece of shit all over all the time. But with Monica exposing that phone call where she was talking to her mother and they were having an argument and the, she thought that Linda or Linda thought she'd hung up and then she continually went off about Monica and saying how much she like hated her. I mean, that's yeah. so wild. Right. That was bad. It's definitely, I mean, I feel like with people like that, it is always worse behind closed doors. And she just seems to have like zero self-awareness either. I mean, I think it's kind of awful. Like, is she selling Monica? I mean, is that like a prime example of what you just said? Like just selling her car, you know? I hope Monica's okay. For her grandchildren. Right. Like, okay, screw your daughter all you want, but like your grandchildren too? Come on. It's control. It's power and control over her, which is what she is trying to hang on to. I love Monica, but I swear to God, if she just did like six months of therapy, she'd be able to sever that relationship and that dynamic with her mom and be so much healthier. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good call. She should. I get it. It's hard. It's her only parent though, right? When we think about it, she doesn't have her father in her life. So I understand that it's really complicated, but yeah, she needs to set a boundary because I think Linda is going to be this messy on social media for the rest of her life. Yeah, absolutely. She feels entitled to act that way. So why would she change? Well, speaking of setting a boundary, unfortunately, we've hit the edge of our time. (laughs) (laughs) So Micah, thank you so much for coming. Remind everybody where they can engage with you, listen to you, talk to you, all of it. Oh, for sure. At Bravo should be fun podcast on Instagram. Um, You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and pretty much any any of your podcast platforms. Just uh, search Bravo should be fun. There we are. And if you ever want guests, Mattia and I like volunteer to be tribute a thousand percent. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. We have not had a guest yet, so maybe it's time to start. Uh, We would love to have one of y'all on or both. We we would love that. And then Mattia, where can everybody find us? Yes, you guys can find us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. We are always chatting and liking and engaging with Bravo Should Be Fun podcast. Alex and I are always chatting. I'm chatting with you, Micah. It's so fun. So yeah, you can find us on there. 
Also, if you enjoyed this episode with our special guest as much as we did, please give us a five-star review. If you did not enjoy it, just go on your merry way. You don't have to leave any review. But if you did like it, five-star review is very much appreciated. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for testing your drama with us. And until next week, guys, stay messy. Thank you.